0: Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is Matt and there's no David just yet. Um, This is a special bonus episode. As we have decided that we're going to begin to review the Sarah Jane adventures, we decided we're not going to review that first episode again having done so in episode 25 of our podcast, uh, Sodas and Secret Societies, that feels like a lifetime ago. Um, We are going to watch the episode just to keep it fresh in our memories, but we didn't want to rehash any old tales, really. So what we've done is just clip the audio from that episode and just slotted it in here uh, for any new listeners that maybe didn't want to go back and listen to that, or the fact that we've done so many episodes now and our episode naming is absolutely ludicrous, so it would be impossible to find. So, we hope you enjoy this, so this is our review of Revenge of the Bane, the first episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures. We hope you enjoy this, and we will talk to you soon.
1: So, we watched the... It's not. Technically, series one, episode one, I think it's not it's not exactly that it was a backdoor pilot. I think it had already been greenlit for the series, but they basically started with a Christmas special yes. sometime prior to the main series starting. I say Christmas special, there's nothing Christmassy about no. it. and it all. aired
0: on New Year's Day, so oh, well New you. Year's special.
1: Well, holiday special, yeah. shall we say. Yeah, 1st
0: of January, yeah. 2007. Right. Yeah. Invasion of the Bane.
1: Invasion of the Bane, yeah. And it completely passed me by uh, back then. I don't know what I was doing.
0: Um, New Year's Day, hungover? Nah.
1: I don't think I was drinking at the time.
0: Really? Yeah. Would have been my first New Year in uni. Right. I'd have been a right mess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I was weird. I didn't drink all through uni. Whilst I was there, decided to go teetotal for a while. Bit odd.
0: When we say drink, (laughs) were you drinking bubble shock?
1: I was not drinking bubble shock. So
0: bubble um, shock is sort of the key sort yes. of hook for this episode. Yeah, like So we get like a little introduction from Sarah Jane yeah. about adventure. And straight away we get like a hard cut to an advert for bubble shock. Yes. Which yeah. from what I can gather is just Fanta.
1: It looks like Fanta, doesn't with
0: it? Alien brains in it. Yeah, pretty turns much. Out.
1: Yeah, it's and it's like Already I get okay, you get the sense that this is definitely it has that C D V C flavour to it. I would we reference the Demon Headmaster a lot. Yeah. Because it's such a touchstone for us and our generation. But I get that vibe from this straight away, like that, that you've got this kind of sinister advert going on in the background and it's just everywhere permeating yeah. the thing. So you're left under no illusions what's gonna be the big bad for this <laughs> Episode. I
0: think it was when we discussed school reunion when Sarah Jane yes. is reintroduced. Yeah. I said that my understanding of the Sarah Jane Adventures was it was a children's program. Yeah, I thought she was going to be like a young girl, and we uh-huh. sort of get that, but it's not Sarah Jane. It's, no, it's Maria. Yes. Yeah. Who has basically moved house?
1: Yeah, because I think her parents are splitting up.
0: Yeah, but like. It was hard to discern that because yes, yeah. they're so nice to each other yeah. that you sort of think, well, why, why are they separated? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and you they, do. But... Basically, they're just all hanging out and then their mum just goes, oh, I'm going home now. Yeah. I don't live here. We're separated. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, but you know what? That's one of the things that I will actually praise this uh, episode for because um, too often in media, I think, Div- divorces are played as a source of acrimonious drama unnecessarily yeah. it's something that I also praise the ant-man series of films for because mm-hmm. I think they it, they are really really good at showing what a modern slightly complicated family can be like and that the having those complications doesn't necessarily mean that everybody hates each other's guts like and I guess this is more resonant for me because um, to get not we well, I don't want to get too personal my parents are divorced and yeah. um, They still hang out with each other and, you know, are perfectly amiable with one another. Like, my mum will sometimes give my dad's wife a lift to work (laughs) and stuff like that. So, you know, there's no kind of animosity there. Mm. And I think that's... Obviously, every divorce is different. And there are lots where it, it is kind of a lot more awkward than that. But... Because it doesn't necessarily make for easy drama, yeah, those kinds of divorces don't often get yeah. shown on I, TV. I, I think so... what,
0: what I'm sort of trying to say is usually just to hammer home the point that oh no, my mum and dad have split up, yeah, in any other CBB program, they'd like be at each other's throats, yes, yeah. So, like I say, it. I had had to sort of hold my hand through that to explain that point.
1: Yeah, no, I I do think it's kind of buried a bit in the dialogue, and it's not helped by the way they've characterised the mum, is she's this kind of woman who talks a million miles a second and doesn't listen to what anyone else is saying. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of pick up on what she's actually talking (laughs) about. because definitely. Because... but, again, actually, I do quite like that as a form of characterisation because I think we've all met people like that in yeah. our lives and, and they are a bit of a nightmare to deal with. So it kind of makes sense. Um, so anyway, yeah.
0: Whilst they're moving into their new house, we find out Sarah Jane lives next door. Yeah. Now, if you had no idea, uh, no concept of Doctor Who, uh-huh. you'd just be like, she's she's odd, isn't she? she? She's just like she's almost dislikable cuz they're just like hello and she's like i must go home leave me yeah, alone i gotta go home
1: yeah no she is she's brusque um, yeah. with them and i think you know obviously the the we we have the context we know why she's
0: maybe a bit odd and a bit yeah. standoffish she's really probably beautiful. got a layby to sit in and drink some cheap wine <laughs> with K9. but Really, the reason she needs to get home is that night she's got an appointment just with yeah. a fairy in yeah. her garden. Basically. So Maria's woken up. There's like yeah. mental lights. Yeah, amazingly, no one else wakes up. Yeah, Maria just in the middle of the night leaves her house. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever done
1: that. Oh, she's got spunk, that girl though, hasn't she? Like, that's that's kind of like she's got gumption.
0: She's got so... a bloody breaking and entering on a <laughs> record because she just got, lets herself into Sarah Jane's garden. Yeah. Sees Sarah Jane talking to this weird fairy thing. I
1: guess it's, I mean, it's meant to be an alien but it's, it's, yeah. obviously they, they are leaning into the sort of magical type of alien that you'll occasionally get on Doctor Who. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it has a bit of a Harry Potter and vibe then to it.
0: the next day when she wakes up we're introduced to who you said was your favourite character, Kelsey. <laughs>
1: Yes, I was saying that repeatedly in the car on the way here. Um, An absolute delight of a character. Start to finish. She's she's the worst. (laughs) Like, she
0: lets herself into their house to use the broadband. (laughs) Now, everyone knows when you move house, your broadband doesn't get set up for nearly two weeks. Yeah. And I've just put in my notes, she is awful. She is. Everything that's wrong with teenagers, isn't she?
1: <laughs> she is, but she's obviously been written to be that way. And I do actually think, I, I credit the writers and the uh, the actor. I don't know her name, and I'm too lazy to look it up. <laughs> but but yeah. I think she does a good job with the, with that character. Because that's not an easy kind of character to play. Someone who's, who's especially when you're young, who's that forceful and, and stuff like that. So I think a good find for that character. Yeah.
0: Um, if the intention's for her to be dislikable. It works.
1: I think so. Or at least, not necessarily, I wouldn't go as far as saying dislikable, but just that kind of very bolshy, very, like, in-your-face kind kind of character. for for me,
0: she's in the same bin as Adam and Ursula. (laughs) Oh,
1: really? Yeah. She she wound you up that much? Yeah.
0: Because... Yeah. Of course, they then get the bubble shock bus. Yeah. Now this <laughs> is
1: like what? Okay. At this point, yeah. what
0: is going on? Okay. Right. <laughs> so that that is the
1: moment at which you realise, oh yeah, no, they made this for CBBC. Yeah. Even Doctor Who at its dumbest would yeah. not be so, so lazy as to come up with something like the bubble b- shock bus.
0: A free bus to get you into town. Yeah. You get free bubble shock to drink. On the bus. Everything yeah. is bubble shock themed.
1: It will only take you to the bubble shock factory.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so, that, so you can have the
0: shock <laughs> Why are they all obsessed with going to a factory? Like the whole bus. And I yeah, I know yeah. as the story progresses we yeah. find out that it's... bubble shock isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. But let me think where where we live, right? In the drive yeah. from my house to yours, yeah. when I pick you up, Yeah. we pass. A sausage factory.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Heck branded sausages. Yeah, we do. People can work out where we live now. Yeah. If I said to you, David, big surprise, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's eyeballs and arseholes yeah. getting processed. Yeah. Let's go to the sausage factory.
1: Yeah, bearing in mind I'm
0: vegetarian as
1: well. But, yeah. Plus, <laughs> plus,
0: if I said, do you want to come to the sausage factory? There's a, an in your. Yeah. we don't need. Indeed. Well, <laughs> a few years ago... Uh, we always seem to discuss our uni days. Yeah, no, go on. Whilst I was at university, girl I was seeing at the time, for yeah. Valentine's Day, I took her to Cadbury's World. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, I went to uni near Birmingham. We went there.
1: Yeah.
0: It's boring. It's just <laughs> literally conveyor belts of chocolate bars Yeah, going past. And at the end, you get a chocolate bar.
1: It's not a brilliant draw, is it? I actually... I, I went... Um... For, I, I mean, I can give you the whole context if you really need it, but it's not that interesting. But um, for whatever reason, I once ended up on a tour of the Ginster's Pasty Factory. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, you say oh, wow. There is Did... no oh, wow about no. it. <laughs> you, you, you no. I, I what said what oh, past... wow well,
0: because I didn't know what else to say. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can imagine what a pasty. Did you get the Ginster's
0: like. bus to get there?
1: <laughs> no, we didn't. We just got a regular bus.
0: <laughs> and, do you know what? For all I've slated, I hate. Well, not that I hate, but I wouldn't enjoy going around the factory. Yeah. If it's on, I love watching how it's made.
1: Yeah, I think a factory tour is interesting enough. Like, and you know, I'm saying I've been on the occasional brewery tour and stuff Mm. like that. That's all right. But going every week, as these children are, reminded me of
0: the episode of The Simpsons where they go to the box factory. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Who wants to go see the industrial processes of making a carbonated drink?
1: Multiple times. That's the thing that gets me. It's the fact that they're co- they're all return customers. Yeah. Like, um, what's the name of the, the, the our main girl? I forget. Maria. Her. Maria. She's like the only one who hasn't done it before. Yeah. And that's because she's new to town. Cause it's don't... apparently what all the kids do in this neighbourhood.
0: I, I can't remember the statistic, but isn't yeah. it something like 7% of people don't like bubble shots? I think it's just 2%. Is it 2%? 2%
1: but Yeah. Um, and and they think it's like a genetic problem, mm. basically that they're working to crack. And so yeah, they're going through, they're scanning them. We get our first sense that they're you know they're actually you know taking their their biological data for nefarious purposes and etc etc yada yada evil company
0: obviously run by aliens. Yeah, but because yeah, whilst they're getting shown round, I forget the character's name. I've just written awful tour guide. Yes, he's. He, Speaking of dislikeable, yeah, he's not great. He's but, yeah, he's a, a,
1: he's just got that. He's just slimy, isn't he? He's just a slimy fella. Yeah.
0: And when we discussed school reunion, yeah, and you explained to me how Sarah Jane came to possess K9, yes, through K9 and Company, yeah. How has she got a sonic screwdriver lipstick? Oh, that
1: can fuck right off. Like that can fuck the. Fuck. Fuck off.
0: That that, that just seems okay. like absolute Deus Ex Machina. It's just like yeah. Oh, how am I ever gonna break in here? Oh, I've got this magic lipstick. Okay. And the yeah. thing is as well, it's such a drawn out cliche. You, you yeah. think of the James Bond films where the Femme fatale has yeah. lipstick that's uh, secretly a yeah. gun. I see okay, yeah. So so there's two two reasons
1: why that really really pissed me off that you and you basically covered the both. But okay. The sonic screwdriver, for one, it's overused in the series anyway and that's a bit of a bugbear of mine that um, increasingly it's just like a magic wand and they will really use it to, to get around any plot element where they've written themselves into a corner wave the sonic screwdriver and then we're out of the fix. Mm-hmm. that annoys me um, but also the lipstick thing uh, and so, so yeah no. to backtrack so I feel like it cheapens the sonic screwdriver even more if anyone could have one yeah at le- you need to at least make it fairly unique to the doctor as a character in order to justify having it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So giving it to her, and I'm not trying to downgrade Sarah Jane or say she's not as important a character or but give her something unique. To her, rather than just basically turning her into a facsimile version of the Doctor, yeah, no, Like giving absolutely. her the same tool. We we, um,
0: we discussed this when we were talking about Doomsday, yeah. where you were saying they basically just turned the Cybermen into the Daleks. Yeah, you know they had this catchphrase. Yeah, and yeah everything yeah. was just yeah running parallel.
1: Yeah, which that again that one yeah that wound me up. Um, and also the, the lipstick aspect of it, making it a Sonic lipstick. Mm. I. One of the things I like about Sarah Jane Smith as a character is when she's first introduced to the classic series, she is an investigative journalist and she is a staunch feminist. Mm. Those are her key defining features. That's the kind of like shorthand version of that character. And she gets more fleshed out as the series goes on. But she's not a girly girl. Yeah. There there had been girly girl companions prior Mm -hmm. to Sarah Jane Smith. Um but which isn't saying that she's a complete tomboy either but
0: she yeah. doesn't strike it, it's me it's a bit of a reductionism yeah, isn't it yeah it is because and
1: it's not it's not like part of the the key characterization of her in this series is the fact that she's never really moved on from the Doctor, she's never had relationships i don't really see lipstick and makeup being a key feature in her life
0: so now, if it uh, was 2007 yeah what would you rather she had Nokia 3210 with the crazy frog.
1: <laughs> I would rather she had, I don't know, some kind of little alien knick-knack that mm. she's plundered from a spaceship and maybe like it's it's got one charge in
0: it, uh, or something like Especially that. we've seen her in this episode conversing with an alien. Yeah. Why not just say, Oh, the alien gave me it?
1: Yeah. Um uh, but crucially, I would want something that doesn't have the same power as yeah sonic oh, absolutely. something that can't just you know be a magic one and, I, and i'm really concerned if i do go forward with the series that that's going to wind me up because it's just going to be
0: sonic lipstick to solve every yeah. problem anyway rant over yeah so <laughs> yeah whilst everybody's having their security scans yeah there's a weird body under a sheet
1: oh yes there is yeah Now
0: we're going to talk about this yeah but we'll save that yeah, you just get that time.
1: little tease, that sort of Frankenstein's monster. So it's
0: been overseen yeah. by Mrs. Wormwood. Yeah, who meets Sarah Jane. Yeah, and they, at this point, just basically tell you everything that's going on. You <laughs> know, much. if if you if you're unaware what's going on, yeah. So Sarah Jane just outright asks Wormwood what planet she's from. Yeah, Wormwood orders Sarah Jane's death. so yeah. you know straight away. They're the bad guys. Yeah, they're
1: evil aliens. So there is not, there is no subtlety. No, to I think even this. at this
0: point they <laughs> they're introduced as the bane.
1: Yes, yeah, it, it, and and that's having already like and I wanted to mention this. One of the things that I <laughs> I actually quite like in a in you know, a sort of cheesy way on the advert where it says contains bane. Yeah. Like, like, why would you put that there? Like, you know what that... Wo- that is an ominous word. Yeah, it has n- buying... no
0: pleasurable connotations.
1: Who is buying that product? Oh, yeah. I, I, I love my little Bane drink.
0: <laughs> so, whilst that's happening, okay, yeah, your favourite character, Kelsey, yes. walks away from the tour group because she's got to go ring Suki. Yeah. Just... Whatever. Yeah. And it triggers an alarm, so there's no form of telecommunication. Yeah, they, they, they they've asked
1: for them to switch their phones off
0: whilst they're Because this obviously disrupts their systems. And this is the first time we see the Bane mother. Yeah. Just a big old eye monster.
1: Yeah. Kind of Lovecraftian,
0: I feel yeah. like. Yeah.
1: Very tentacly. Um, and also, she's like stuck on the ceiling, and uh, Emilio's just like, oh, we're going back to the Jagger Fest, well, are we? Yeah.
0: That's where my mind went. But yeah. also, there's... I think I'm right in saying in the Marvel Universe, there's a creature called Shumigorath, Gorath, I think it's pronounced. Right, okay, yeah. Okay, if you've ever played Marvel vs. Capcom, it's a character in there. Right. And it it basically looks exactly the same. Big eye, tentacles.
1: Yeah. But fair dues you know... I, the CGI on it, not brilliant,
0: but it's a low-budget CBBC show. What are you going to yeah. do? From there... The boy under the sheet wakes up, yeah, meets Maria. I think she's gone looking for Kelsey, the alarm's sounding, there's a bit of panic.
1: Yeah, there's a bit there's in classic Do fashion, there's some running about.
0: Everyone's running about. Yeah. So they hide in the toilets and this is the first time that they meet Sarah Jane. Yeah. Okay. Maria explains that she'd seen Sarah Jane talking to the alien. And rather than address that, Sarah Jane just tells her to go away. Yeah. Like Sarah Jane's a difficult one to get on board with, isn't she?
1: Certainly at this stage in the episode, and that's fair enough. And I feel like, I mean, obviously, I am predisposed to liking her as a character because mm. I've I've got that relationship with her formed over watching every episode she's ever appeared in the classic series. If you don't have all that context for her, I I can go on record as saying,
0: like, I don't really like her as a character. Yeah, like the only time I sort of warmed to her was when in school reunion she has that reunion with the Doctor, and that's quite nice. But prior to knowing he's the Doctor, she's a bit off with everyone. Yeah. in this she's a bit off with everyone
1: I feel like one of the arcs of the series going forward is is her sort of softening up and like accepting her new life and kind of mm. building a life for herself on earth because prior to that she'd spent decades shutting herself off from other people mm. so I think that's I don't I don't necessarily think it's bad writing that they've written her this way. But I do think it does. It's a big ask of the audience, and I think they're banking a lot on you warming to Maria, and for it to be being as much Maria's story, yeah. as it is Sarah you
0: James. Know, especially if you were a child watching this, yeah, and you're expected to have a fondness from a character from the seventies, eighties, yeah. yeah, and just... you know, I
1: I don't think the intention is there that you are. I mean, obviously. They're pitching this primarily at what would have been then hardcore Doctor Who fans off the new series, who at the least will have had essentially a backdoor pilot mm. in school reunion. So Sarah Jane will, should be in a no quantity to them at that point. I, I think
0: this should be called Kelsey and Company, and it should just be like K9 and Company. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it kind of is, is going towards. It seems like you know they're forming this little gang, mm. and that's your hook as a young viewer, I think, is following the adventures of... Um, of these young kids. And essentially, and w- thinking about this, like, this is just coming to me now, obviously they they pitch Sarah Jane as effect- effectively the Doctor stand-in for yeah. this yeah. Uh, thing. But specifically, this feels to me like almost a return to 1963 Doctor Who, where the Doctor as a character, A, is not the main character, even though his name's in the title,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and B... It's kind of unlikable. It's kind of this this mm. kind of crotchety dickhead of a character, and it's really the likability of the, the companions, surrounding the, the, the surrounding characters that you're banking on to actually carry you through the show. And and the, the Doctor character, Sarah Jane in this case, is kind of the facilitator of the adventure and the font of wisdom, etc. But not necessarily
0: the most lovable or mm. roots. You know the person you're rooting so for. That's possibly, yeah. Because, as Wormwood says, Sarah Jane has Artron radiation. She
1: does, yeah. That's straight out classic reference, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's just using the parlance
1: um, of the classic series. Anyone who travels in the TARDIS—that's like basically part of how the TARDIS operates.
0: So is that the same radiation we see in Doomsday? That if you wear 3D glasses, you can no. See? Right, no, because that's
1: because that's, that's from travelling in the void. Artron energy is from travelling in the time space vortex. Right. That's Which you know, you know the you know the title just, sequence where we watch the TARDIS like rushing through this sort yes. of swirling miasma. That's the time vortex.
0: Right. It's needlessly complicated. <laughs> isn't it? Just just have one type of weird radiation.
1: It's a long running show. It, okay. It's going to get complicated.
0: So the little boy under the sheet tells us he's everyone. Yeah, weird and thing to say, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was born only three hundred and sixty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. So he has no belly button, so we know he has no organic mother.
1: He kind of reminds me, and I don't, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not as well versed as you in Marvel comics. Um, though I've read odds and ends here and there. Um, but in terms of the MCU version, he reminds me a lot of the Vision. He's like a dumb version of the Vision. Yeah, I can see that. Because he's kind of like. Just come into existence in this sort of weird, um, sort of like pseudo body. Yes. And it's kind of just having to pick things up as we go along. Uh, and he, unfortunately, he lacks the benefit of having like Jarvis's um, AI. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. a starting
0: point. So Maria warns Sarah Jane that the tour guide's here to kill her. Yeah. And it's just like a big. I dog monster yeah and it's quite good when it's on the side of the house
1: yeah no like, it's alright it's, it's, it's not the
0: worst CGI it's
1: say. kind of it's quite a bit cartoony and a bit rubbery yeah uh, in look but it works and as again I, I, again as I say it feels like something I'd see flipping through a Call of Cthulhu um, hmm. GM's uh, guide you know it's got that kind of Lovecraftian vibe to it which you know I'm on board with
0: Sarah Jane sprays it with something, yeah, and it turns back into a man.
1: Just handy alien stuff. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's like nineteen sixties Batman where they have like the bat alien spray, just on hand. Yeah, is it
1: shark repellent? Yeah, they have shark repellent. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. I I think I've got I'm on record on this podcast already saying Adam West Batman is my favorite Batman. Yeah, Yeah.
0: for that reason alone, it deserves praise. Yeah, there's a cure for everything. Yeah, so scared of this monster. Kelsey, who has no social boundaries, <laughs> yeah, just runs upstairs in Sarah Jane's house, even though Sarah Jane said don't go upstairs. Yeah, just starts poking a beacon. And there's loads of alien tech, yeah, basically. And a photo of the Doctor. It's quite, quite sweet, isn't it? And it is when Sarah Jane talks about him and basically says, "There's no other man for her." Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I think they they
1: pitch it just right, and they give you. Enough of a sense of the history there, without it feeling like the whole episode is kind of subservient yeah. to that. Yes, yeah. it,
0: it would be too easy to have the Doctor just appear for yeah. the sake of
1: yeah the pilot, yeah to hold your hand and, and everything. And I actually hope—I don't know whether the Doctor ever does make an appearance in Sarah Jane Adventures. I kind of hope he doesn't. Mm. I hope we just from this point on, it's just it's Sarah Jane and her little mates
0: running around. Having these sort of small-scale adventures. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. Now, we do get an appearance that I've been waiting all episode for. Yeah. Of K-9. Yes. Now, I think this is the best reason for not having K-9 (laughs) in the episode, is he's basically using his arse to stop a black hole. (laughs) Yep. Like, to stop a black Uh, hole consuming everything, Yeah. K-9 has plugged it with his arse. Yeah. But once Brilliant. in a blue moon, he he, bases, past. he flies past Sarah Jane's space window. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And just sort of <laughs> says hello. They can then... have a
1: little chat and then he's on his right. way again. Yeah. wait.
0: Right. if you don't want K9 in this episode, yeah. just don't write him in. You don't need to say, oh, yeah, I bet you're wondering where K9 is. Well, arse in a black hole. The thing is,
1: I was wondering where K9 was. And after this episode, I actually went on Wiki and just had a look um, because. As I say, I knew nothing about Sarah Jane Adventures yeah. other than the CBBC show. And it had Sarah Jane in it. And I assumed it would have K9 in it. Apart from this one cameo, it doesn't. He's never... No. And basically, okay. I don't know whether I've ever talked to you about the way... the the, the tangled web that is Doctor Who copyright. because I for, you've mentioned it. For, I don't know whether I've done that on the podcast or not. But basically, short version... So you know, with Marvel Comics, which we've already talked about, um, with Marvel Comics, when you were hired as a writer for Marvel Comics, even back in the sixties, anything you wrote and any characters you created to to serve your story within Marvel Comics, they were the property of Marvel. Yeah, that's just how it went. You were a writer for hire. You got your weekly, you know, rate for the per pages or however they did it, and anything you created for for your comic that you're writing. Marvel owns wholesale. That's not how the contracts worked for writers writing for Doctor Who back through most surprising. of the classic era. So everything associated with Doctor Who <laughs> is so fucking awkward. <laughs> it like, it's just an absolute shit start. Part of the joy. So basically, and if you created any particular characters or monsters or anything for the episodes you were writing, they were your copyrighted property as a... They were your intellectual property as a writer. So, for example, Terry Nation, creator, creator of the Daleks. he To this day, the Terry Nation estate owns the concept and the image of the Daleks. And for the BBC to keep using them, they have to, like, they have an, an arrangement, an yeah. uh, undisclosed arrangement with the Terry Nation estate in order to do that. Um, same is true for K9. I think it's Bob Barker and Dave somebody or other, I forget. They created K9 for a one off story. He proved popular. They kept, you know, they kept using it, but they've always retained the rights. And obviously, when I'm sure the question was asked, um, can we use K9 for this series? And they presumably said, either pay us X amount, and the BBC weren't willing to do that, or they were just like, no, we've got other plans. And I know they did have other plans because I don't think I ever mentioned this. There is a critically panned animated series produced for Australian children's TV, based around
0: K Nine. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it was what, made. Why have we watched Sarah Jane and Torchwood <laughs> when we could be watching K Nine and Company and K Nine the animated series? Don't worry, I've got it's on the spreadsheet. Right, we we will get to it. One I day. cannot wait. To see an animated show about K-9 getting his ass out of a black hole.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to directly reference the continuity of Sarah Jane Adventures. Sad as
0: that this is, is to say. But I, yeah, I, I, since you told me about K-9 and company, honestly, I must have watched the little <laughs> intro titles 50 times. <laughs> easily. Have you unlocked its secrets yet? This is, this is such a... <laughs> A revelation. Yeah. So let's just stop recording and watch that.
1: We'll keep it in our back pocket for now. It's I I, I have got plans of when I'm going to slot it in
0: next um, week. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've watched two series of Doctor Who. Yeah. We don't need any more. I've got it sorted. Tardis, <laughs> Doctor, friend, easy.
1: Yeah. Australian cartoon K9. That's what oh, you need. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah, I've said before in Doctor Who fandom, even the worst stuff they'll, it'll have its defenders. That does yeah, not me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll defend this. Yeah, that it does not hold true for the uh, canine cartoon. I've never read a good
0: positive opinion I'm, of that show. I'm just gonna Google and I just <laughs> want an image. Is it the Canine Adventures where yeah. he's like modernized? Yeah, and it's got the catchphrase "Who's a good dog?" It looks absolutely shite. It, it, it does not... It's got 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. That seems generous. I've not watched it, but oh, I already I oh, like will. that seems Oh, we will. <laughs> it's We're described as a series. comedy adventure series. Yeah. Oh, my, you shouldn't have told me that. the <laughs> <hit> recording. <laughs> <laughs> but right. anyway,
1: so that's why we've got that little cameo to basically write K-9 out of the continuity for the remainder of the show. Yeah. Which breaks yeah. my heart. Because one of the things that I was most looking forward to
0: was... The only reason we watched this. Fix. Right, but anyway. Using the other alien tech in her like little attic lab, Sarah Jane detects that the bane in the drink is an alien life form. Yeah, I mean, I could
1: have told you that, Sarah Jane. Uh, I mean,
0: they've said it about 80 times <laughs> yeah. this
1: episode. It's, it's pretty bloody
0: obvious. But anyway. Yeah. So then she summons Mr. Smith. Yeah. Is, is this a classic reference? No. It, it, it's just... Right. This well, is obviously
1: right. just something they've written in for the purposes so of this So I
0: appreciate they've written out K-9. Yeah. But Mr. Smith serves the purpose that K-9 definitely would have yes. if he was in this show. Yeah,
1: I think uh, there was probably an original draft of this where... Where this was K-9. This was K-9, yeah. Because obviously
0: basically a giant computer yeah. that has all the skills of K-9. Yeah,
1: but can't move around and shoot lasers out of his nose. Yeah. So less good than K9 by some measurable distance.
0: So they use this computer, it can just do anything yeah. apparently to call Mrs. Wormwood, yeah, who triggers the Bane mother. Yeah. And all the people that have drunk Bane become possessed. Yeah. Now, Sarah... is Dr. Who by numbers at this point, yeah. isn't it? Because the yeah. first thing Sarah Jane and her little gang do is just Drive back to the factory. Yeah, they drive the bus. Must not be running. It must be a Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> but when they get there, they can't work out how to get in. Yeah, so they hijack the bus and just drive it through a wall. Oh, and talking, talking, of driving. We haven't discussed
1: Sarah Jane's car, so she's got some like sort of classic. the uh, see, this. I, I'm car blind. I yeah. know it's an old car. Yeah, is this, uh, is this a nice classic car?
0: or is it just an old car it's i think it is a nice classic car but it's that avocado green that like bath fittings were made yeah, of in like yeah. the 70s
1: it's kind of gross looking isn't it yeah
0: it's not pleasant <laughs> on the eye but yeah it's okay yeah so once they've driven into the factory yeah the boy is revealed to be a montage of all the people who ...have been scammed. Yeah. And
1: apparently all the people who scammed are absolute morons. Yeah. Because he knows nothing.
0: Yeah. Li- literally. literally nothing. And is it ever alluded to why they were making him? Was it just simply they wanted to eat him? I think... the Or am I no, absorber-loffing this? No, I think they there is a line of
1: dialogue, and it is a kind of blink-and-you-miss-it thing. I think he was their solution to the 2% problem. Right. They were using it as like an experiment to try and pinpoint the genetic right code of why the bane pro- product wasn't working on two percent of the human population.
0: Right,
1: but that's not—it's <laughs> not made abundantly clear. No in the episode. No,
0: considering at the end of the episode, he's like the main revelation. Yeah, he's kind of the hook for but the series. He, yeah. He's not very interesting and he's not well, very purposeful well
1: I mean what can he do he's, he's literally a blank slate character. he's just yeah. this like sack of meat with who knows nothing about human life he's like a, a newborn puppy Yeah, has more innate intelligence than this child
0: so anyway Maria uses her mobile phone to attack the Bane mother then the boy uses his intergalactic phone that Sarah Jane had yeah in her loft to kill the Bane mother. Yeah. The factory just explodes. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And I've just written in my notes, they just celebrate like madmen. <laughs> they, they go absolutely fucking doo Yeah. So again, and that's that's like, this is where in Doctor Who, yeah. he would say one cool line of dialogue. Yeah. Then Walk away of, with yeah. the flames behind yeah, him, and staring be, grimly. But, yeah, off to
1: the next adventure they go
0: absolutely yeah again head-wiring. I feel
1: like that's that's very much a, a hallmark of it being made for kids TV yeah,
0: yeah definitely so in the sort of revelation of the episode Sarah Jane apologises for being a dick to Maria's dad yeah and she just she just decides she's going to adopt this boy now <laughs> yeah I appreciate like he's nowhere to go yeah but you can't just claim a child. Like, how, how are they going to get him in the school system? Because, as an absolute minimum, yeah. they're going to have to ring up and say, Oh, I've got a child. I'm electing to homeschool him. Yeah. So he doesn't enter the school system.
1: Yeah.
0: And they'll say, Who is he? And you'll just go, Oh, he hasn't got a name. He doesn't have an NHS
1: number. Yeah. Well, like, it, you know, I
0: have no birth certificate. Yeah. I, I found a child. Like, there would be follow-up questions. This would be front-page news. <laughs> like, woman finds mystery, mystery child. It'd yeah. be like that piano man, the autistic guy that just washed up on the beach. Like, you can't, you can't just say, <laughs> like, imagine if I. We've talked about it. You've got a new, a relatively yeah. newborn child. Yeah. If I just went, oh, he's mine now. Like, you can't
1: no, do that. I'd have I'd have words with you about that. You know. <laughs> With a show like this, anything set in the Doctor Who universe, we have these red lines where we are willing to accept some very fantastical stuff because it fits the rules of the show.
0: Yeah. We but, are, we haven't once questioned a big eye monster climbing yeah. on the side of a house. Yeah.
1: We, but we, the logistics barely... of
0: entering this child into the British school system.
1: <laughs> yeah, because for a show like this to work, you have to feel like... It's fundamentally set in a version of our world. Yes. It's a version of our world where more fantastical things are out there in space. But the laws that govern (laughs) our country are still basically the same. So, yeah. No, I I see why it sticks in your craw. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. They
0: decide they're going to call him Luke. Shit, no.
1: It, especially look. as um, you won't have picked up on this some of the names that um sarah jane suggests uh one was alistair which is the first name of brigadier lethbridge stewart right um, I, 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 my Neonim. question was going to be does yes. this
0: tie in too mm-hmm.
1: yes um so alistair being one and then harry uh, which is a reference to harry sullivan who um was another companion that um she traveled with along with uh, the fourth doctor for mm-hmm. a spell um who was a i believe a. Doctor or a scientist, I think he was just a medical doctor actually, uh, based at Unit, but anyway, yeah. So, the references to those characters, I think it would be lovely if they called him Alistair as a little reference to Etheridge Stewart, but um, but no, instead they go for just Luke, which is,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, doesn't bear any relation
1: to anything that's happened in the episode, it's not like a play on anything,
0: yeah,
1: rubbish. Anyway. (laughs) I just
0: can't wrap my head around the end of this episode. Yeah. But then the episode ends with Sarah Jane giving the same speech about adventure that she opened the episode with. Yeah. She talks a little bit about the Doctor. Yeah. It's nice.
1: Okay. So, my question for you, uh, rather than the usual good episode, bad episode, yada, 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 does this make you want to watch more Sarah Jane adventures?
0: Yes and no. Okay. I basically want to find out what Luke's deal is. Yeah, but I'll probably just Wikipedia it. <laughs> <laughs> That's only the quickest. You know, option. and I, we, we discussed off air yeah. that season one episode one is not this episode. It's called something like the Return of the Slovene
1: Yeah, yeah. No, this is
0: essentially a a standalone pilot
1: kind of a thing.
0: I think at the time. I discovered Sarah Jane's adventure, yeah. or rediscovered it. Yeah. I'd probably want to watch that because at that point in my Doctor Who education, Slitheen were like a yeah. reoccurring villain. Yeah. Now, I, honestly, I don't care for this. Like, <laughs> well, no, that's unfair. I yeah. don't think it's terrible, but I don't think I would watch yeah. any more of this. Yeah. Just no. Yeah. It, Fair it, enough. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah.
1: I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it. Really? I'm going to give it a, a, a series.
0: How, how many series are there?
1: I think there's like three or four, something right. like that. It did, did all right. And and people do have nice things to say about it. I mean, obviously, it is pitched at a younger audience. And um, it, it to me, it feels really not a million miles away from a typical RTD set on Earth, present day episode mm-hmm. of Doctor Who. And those aren't my favorite episodes of Doctor Who by mm. any stretch but I enjoy them well enough and so like this was' a, it wasn't like this didn't bowl me over mm. I had my my niggles with it um the lack of canine going forward is, is yeah it's leaving a gaping I, hole as, in my I heart. think
0: as well maybe I'm but, asking too much of it but I I have really enjoyed in Doctor Who how everything ties together and this yeah. big picture. Yeah. But this just brings it right back down to it's yeah. basically set in a street and a factory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's better than Fear Her. Oh, I mean, yeah. if we if we if we're comparing it to some of yeah, I've these, I've had food of...
0: poisoning more <laughs> enjoyable than Fear Her.
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean. So it's like for me, it's like a middle of the road, yeah, average Doctor Who fair. episode, and and. That's good for me. Like, I'm, that's, com- that's comfort telly for me. Yeah. So I'd probably quite happily at least, you know, casually watch the first series of this and see where it goes. If it hasn't, if I'm not invested on a deeper level by the end of that, I may not go further than that. But yeah. I'd give it a series. No, yeah. I, I,
0: I just think the build of Luke as this mysterious child
1: Couldn't give a shit about Luke.
0: Yeah, but it's like, it's almost hinting at like when we had Bad Wolf. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, what's going to happen here? Yeah. With Bad Wolf, I was hooked in. Yeah. With this. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah.
1: I don't know whether it's going to be like some big mystery. I think with him, it's just going to be like, it's just going to be like him learning how to be a human. That's going to be the the kind of arc for his character, I think. And that could be entertaining. You could have some fish out of water comedy fun Mm. with it. And hopefully, it remains to be seen whether that kid can act because right now he's basically, he's playing a blank sheet of paper. Like that's, but that's the character he's been given. So as his character develops, will he develop in interesting ways and become an entertaining character? That all remains to be seen. Um, which is why I say I'll give it a series Okay. see where we are. But I like Maria as a character. I thought she was a fun, like central, like fairly typical, yeah, you know, adventurous young girl kind of thing. And I like that shit so yeah no i'll give it a series right I'm, i We're, mean
0: we'll touch back in when you've watched a series i mean
1: yeah it that could take a while because obviously as we said i'm a new father apart from the watching i managed to do for this show which is mostly on my lunch breaks at work i'm what i'm averaging about <laughs> 15 minutes of tv a week like, I, I get through about half an episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about all I'm managing at the moment per week. So it could be a while. Right. But um,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm hoping we to, can to give it a go. check in, and see how you're doing. Sure. Day. Wow, what a great review. I certainly hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Well, I suppose I better do the usual sign-off. So, all that's left to say, dear listener, is thank you ever so much for listening. And until next time, cheerio.